Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Gesso Girls. It is Erin and I here today, and we are chatting about a topic that I feel like has been coming up more and more for more, more and more for me recently, and that is just making money as an artist. And I think that I've been analyzing this a bit more as I've started to see different um, revenue sources coming my way and realizing that I think there might be a little bit of a misnomer um, in terms of how artists make money and how maybe the best way for you to make money. Maybe what's working for other people and what you're seeing online is actually like not the best way. Um, and so we're going to have a bit of an open brainstorm conversation today about just like ways to make money as an artist um, and just talk candidly about it. So yeah, Aaron, on this topic, what are some ways that you feel that, you know, artists might be underutilizing as ways to make money? Absolutely. Depending on what kind of artist you are. So it, some of these will only be for specific fields right. or types of artists, but just, I'm going to take it just to an advertising space. Um, when I am developing commercials or photography, usually we need an illustrator to come in and illustrate um, the scenes prior to actually creating the commercial because we need approval from the client of each scene, each um, part of it. So if you, that's you and you're like, oh, I can illustrate really quickly a sketch artist. And it's a very different space of the that like design world or creative world, but it is a creative space. It is something they pay well. Yeah. Uh, it's not all the time, but it is a source of income that could come in. I also know other, um, I mean, there's also just all the time people are looking for corporate agencies are always looking for fine artists to create work for clients. So if you're a hand letterer, sometimes they want a hand lettering um, experience base. So weddings, Yeah. <laughs> I hate to say that, but weddings, weddings, there's so many opportunities for, and maybe it's not like your style of art, but people will pay for you to come in and either design a backdrop or yeah. design art and arch with a floral arrangement. Uh, there's so many different spaces in the wedding industry that is, the event artists space are underutilized. In general, event spaces. And absolutely. Live painting. Julia, you just, did, just did that live painting, yeah. I believe. Um, there's actually, if you're in Chicago, I don't know if it's the same thing, but there was a restaurant that you could go to that had a bunch of artwork up and there was always a live artist on Fridays, wow. massive canvas. And she'd be paint here. She would be painting. Um, I'm gonna have to think about it. It's in West loop, cool. but, or the Fulton market area, but there's so many different spaces that you can create. That's not just selling your artwork. So yeah not talking about like an Etsy or Instagram or Shopify or how to sell. Um, obviously you can go into boutiques, talk to boutiques, create a, you can do something through this in PowerPoint. You can make a document that doesn't have to be anything fancy, but maybe just has thumbnails of your artwork, bring one piece in with you, go talk to a shop owner and be like, Hey, like, would you have any interest in carrying my pieces in your space? Um, yeah. And you can negotiate. Or say I'll rent you um, my paintings for a month. You know, like, or yes. like, you know what I mean? Like, I'll, if yeah. there's like a, that way you get something out a of it. A window or you know, just there's, like, Or say like, yeah. if you'll, will you have an opening for me, you know, on a Friday, you know, at your restaurant and, um, that, that way they get customers in paying for food and you get to have your art up and people are selling. So, and they love new customers. So, 
Um, and we've talked about that method before, but before we totally dive into like all these amazing ideas, which I, I mean, we'll keep, we're going to keep riffing on it. Oh yeah. We'll I keep wanted, going. <laughs> we'll keep going. Trust me. Like we are, we have endless ideas for you guys. But one of the things I wanted to just quickly pause and say is one I've been noticing, I think, okay. So as I was at the Hinsdale art festival and I'm, standing there and I'm seeing all these people like walking by, you know, like my tent, everyone's tent. I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, we're all fishing in the same pond right now. You know what I mean? There's like all these people and there's all these artists and there's like, I don't know, like, let's just say there were a hundred artists at these festival and there's only like, you know, there's a couple hundred people. It's like, we're all competing. Like, I mean, I grant this is like, this is going to sound dramatic because there's obviously an entire world of pe- of people out there, but I was like, we're all in the same fishing pond, and like okay, this is just like a this is just a thought that entered my entered my brain, and I was like, why are we all fishing the same way? You know, like, and then I was looking at people's tents, and I was like, they're all set up very similarly. I'm like, we're all fishing the same way, and it's like, why are we all doing it the same? You know, and I was like, this doesn't seem like it makes a lot of sense, like, or like what it, and so then I got to just thinking because then I was this these this past two months I have made it a significant amount of money doing workshops um doing like just in-person events doing live painting um equal, probably almost equal to what I've made in sales with my art I, I've made with events and I've been and these have just been things that have just been coming to me like I have not sought out any of these opportunities but imagine if I was like, cause clearly they're coming my way and just got me thinking, I'm like, you know, why are, okay. Individuals. Okay. And this is good. I'm, I'm going to bring it back. I swear individuals most of the time. Okay. Don't make as much money as businesses do, you know, businesses make big companies make more money than individuals. So why are we always chasing individuals to buy our art? Why aren't we thinking more in like a corporate space? So for example, you know, there are all these companies that literally have budgets for fun activities for their employees. Mm-hmm. They literally have like yep. like companies like Coca-Cola or whatever. Corporate, corporate companies. They have massive mm-hmm. budgets for events for their employees for retention purposes, right? They want to like have happy employees. Yep. What if you approached a company like, it's going to sound say company like Coca-Cola or smaller than that, you know, whatever. And was like, mm-hmm. Hey, I, you know, if you're going to do like a, a team building activity, I do this awesome watercolor class. That's really fun and like lighthearted and whatever. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, Oh my God, of course. And I'm sure. I mean, within reason, if you threw out a big number, if you, you said it was going to cost a thousand dollars, they'd be like, oh my God, no problem. Like, and you could easily yeah. be making yeah. like a thousand dollars a weekend doing an hour long yeah. event with a company, you know, and it just got me thinking, I'm like, why are we all thinking me, the only way to skin the cat is to sell our paintings through Instagram or to individuals who want to then sell hang your their painting on the wall. There are so sometimes many it's ways. a one and done too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, not your not everyone has the means to keep buying more and more art from you. Not that yeah. they don't want to, or they don't have the space for it at the time, you know? I mean things yeah. change. You build it's almost like it's a lifelong it's like a realtor. Yeah. Like 
you build a relationship with the realtor early on because you love what they do, but you're not buying a house every week. No. So it's not because so you the, don't like so the realtor or you don't want to get in the business. <laughs> they have to constantly have Also a great space. Great space, yeah. They constantly have to be, for example, yeah, that's a great example. Like thinking of people like in real estate, they constantly have to be finding new people to sell houses to or have whatever and make relationships with. There's like constant rotation. So like, and I understand that's similar with art, right? Like someone who bought like a massive painting from me, I don't know how many houses they have. I'm going to assume they only have one house, like, and they probably buy art from other artists too. They're probably going to be just like one big painting that they buy from me probably in their lifetime. Maybe they'll buy smaller things, whatever. Um, so there's this like that pressure of the same thing with like real estate. Like you have to find the next person to sell that house to the next person to sell your big painting to. But what if you found relationships like working with, you know, I'm just using Coca-Cola because like it's a big name everyone knows, but like, what if you formed a relationship with a company like Coca-Cola and you could just have ongoing recurring events every year annually. And you did that with like 10 different companies and you were doing that or you know for example like the event i did this past weekend at Saks with avenue they're like oh yeah like we'll probably book you like four more times this year there you go there you go and i'm gonna and so it's like i i literally just was thinking about this and i'm like i don't understand why artists are not being encouraged to think this way more um yeah so that was my rant i know chefs (laughs) no i know chefs that have um and have done it virtual, virtual cooking lessons, and they do it with companies. Um, I We've done improv groups uh, at my company virtually, mm-hmm. and we do an improv show, and we get to watch it. Uh, they, like Julia said, there are budgets for this. Uh, pitch it out there, set it out there, show what you got, do it. I mean, my friend, they did one, and then word of mouth, they did yeah. no marketing for it. It was all word of mouth that got around, and now she does them all the time, these virtual cooking lessons for businesses. And honestly, it didn't start off as that was even the intent or the goal. Yeah. Um, obviously, like, with the pandemic, like the, the cooking industry, everything shut down. Right. So they had to figure out new ways to work. Um, another thing that I was thinking of, with that and now i drew a blank that's okay we'll come back alley of we'll come back but i i I just think it is interesting that i i think as artists we we see maybe this one sort of model on you know instagram and i mean i'm guilty of this i mean this is like what i put out there right because i this is that's individuals is kind of who i'm you know when I went on Instagram, selling on Instagram, I am appealing to individuals, right? Most of the time. I mean, occasionally I'll get businesses that might reach out to me like Saks Fifth Avenue to do that event, right? Um, but primarily like who I'm selling to is individuals. But And so I think sometimes we get really narrow-minded into like that is the only customer is individuals. And it's like, let's think about bigger things or, you know, how could my art maybe be, could you create wallpaper from your you know, your pieces and then, you know, have something like that, that then you might approach, for example, like, what if you, your thing is to paint flowers. Okay. Like mine is, I'm using myself and I made wallpaper out of my, out of my flower paintings. And then I went to flower shops and I was like, Hey, here's my wall wallpaper. That's all flowers. Would you want to put this like in your, you know, bathroom in your flower shop or whatever, or like, or on the back wall of your flower shop? Like, think of Instagrammable exactly well here's that here's the thing too so I think behind all this too I want you as an exercise to write down 
any single kind of person entity that you could possibly pitch to. And also then thinking about who is gonna sound so gross and I don't know how else to say it. Who has the most money, guys? Who's gonna pay you the most? Who do you think is going to pay the most? Remember those Girl Scout cookie sales? Like yeah. You went to the companies. You that's when they bought them and all. That, who's, that's who bought the most. Who's going to pay you the most? Figure out who's going to pay you the most, and you market to them. Figure Like, why are we doing it? We're going it all wrong. We're going the opposite direction. We're like, we're going to... I think we need to think about like where the money is coming from first, and then go the other way. This is just like... I know this is maybe some people might hear that and think that's kind of slimy but like i think that's realistic right i think that's realistic and it's uh something just going back to the wallpaper thing not only is it like a phenomenal marketing move and also get it print it see what it looks like put it in your home start posting about it yourself i think that will also draw some attention uh again this is not sponsored uh but spoonflower is a resource where you can upload your own um and then another thing too which I've been approached about this multiple times. So people, DM Gesso Girls if you have any interest in this. So interior decorators are always looking for custom art yeah. or like one-of-a-kind art for homes. And I get approached a lot by interior decorators for pieces. And they even asked me to kind of like build a group of local artists so that they could pick and choose from like when they need it. Because mm-hmm. uh, they're just not as well versed in the area. They don't know who's... They, they don't, they're not necessarily looking for art that everyone else has. So they really want a really niche, like local artist, not mm-hmm. some massive big name right now. Uh, good for you if you are that big name, but there's such an opportunity to approach these interior designers and this design company, build an alliance with them because yeah. it makes them look good. Yeah. It's not like you have to give them a cut of it. It's just they, they're getting paid to source this stuff. And if you can it easier for them to understand the quality and knowing that it's premium they've got the clientele yeah they have the people they have the connections like we i think we're making our lives so much harder than they need to be and that's what i've been i've realized this past month like i i think i've been making this so much harder than it needs to be and if i just directed my if i just changed my direction like i think i know there's this saying of like if you change your course like five degrees, like when you're sailing, like my parents are both sailors, you will end up in an entirely different place than if you kept the same course. If you just deviate like teensy bit, like you just start doing something a little bit different, 100 miles down the line, you're gonna be like in a way different place. And so this is not like, okay, you need to change your entire business model. You need to stop selling to individuals and now only approach companies. No, just add this in there. A slight change will go a long way and it could make your life so much easier. Um, it's, It's a little thing. And maybe it starts with sending one scary email a week, right? Where it's like, I will send one email that kind of scares me every week that I'm like, I don't know, I'm just gonna pitch myself and see what happens. Who knows what could happen from that? Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I can speak to that in regards to like being like in the influencer space for health and wellness. Like, yes, a lot of people have approached me, but then there's sometimes like I'm not a large enough of a following to get some of the some of the brands that I want or the brands that I want are too small. Mm -hmm. Sounds really strange, but they don't have the funds to like give anything. But I sometimes I'm just like, hey, like I really love your product. I'm not looking for anything, even if it's just like a promo code to share with my audience, just so it's they get a perk or whatever, but um, people will come to you. People want to partner with you. Even if it's a partnership, they can figure something out. It's yeah. worth pitching. It's very 
come up with, I mean, write out a template for yourself. Mm -hmm. So you're not rewriting it all the time. Like come up with a template that you feel comfortable with. Um, Yes, you can copy and paste like the bulk of it, then personalize it itself. Make sure you talk to the people as if like you, not if you, do your research. Mm -hmm. I can say do your research though, because I've had companies approach me that didn't do their research. And I'm like, yeah. Do you even know who you're talking to? Like, yeah. absolutely not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, like, so don't, like, wrong don't just audience. Like, be, you need, this is about fostering relationships. And so, you know, mm-hmm. I, the two, one of the three opportunities I've had recently, um, funny enough, actually, only one of them has been like a long standing relationship. However, we first were introduced, like, it was cold. Like, they approached me, like, asked me to run a workshop for them a couple of years ago, and now they were asking me to do it again. Um, and anywho, I, I think that sometimes think of it this way too. Like you also don't have to reinvent the wheel as well for yourself. Like you, you can get paid to do just like exactly what you're already doing. So this event for Saks with Avenue, they paid me, you know, a certain amount, an hour to be there painting florals, which I already do. I was like, I'm literally just getting paid to paint florals. And, and then, and then they were, so they were like little postcard size and then they would give them to in the bag of their clients who spent over $250. Like they would get a little painting of mine that I was just doing on the spot there. And so this doesn't have to be something like crazy that you have to concoct in your brain. You could literally, it could literally be something you're already doing, um, that you could just get paid for. Um, and I think it's, yeah, I, I think sometimes like keep like the keep it simple, stupid is like the best philosophy here. Um, make it easy for people to understand too, and keep an open mind because yeah. I think so. I say that meaning whoever you're approaching may also have an idea. Yeah. So even though like like so, Julie, you could have gone up to them and be like, okay, I I can live paint. If let's say you just pitch to a company like hey, I'd love to like create an experience for your audience or your customer and live paint in your space. Lululemon does this too. Like there's so many places that actually pull in artists to yeah. do live They're work. They're called right there. And then, yeah. Yeah. Well, and then like, I'm assuming, and then Saks or whoever may be like, okay, well actually, instead of painting one big canvas, could you paint these little ones? Like they may have another marketing tactic that they want to then like gift there. Not every, not every company is going to say like, I need you to pr- paint these little pieces to then drop in. Someone might be like, hey, I want you to do one large massive canvas. The experience is just people watching you paint it and then we'll auction it off for charity or we will hang it in the front or something like that. So it's actually the company's gonna buy it from or like own it after. So you're getting paid for the hours that you're there painting it and then for the piece. So make sure you also understand like what you're giving up. Mm-hmm. Um, like like what happens with it? Can I take this painting that I'm working on live and sell it? Yeah. No, you're going to take it. Then think about how much money they're paying you because is that hourly rate going to be close enough? Or like think about what scale you're going to paint or yeah. have them bring in. Like if they approach you, and you can for- also be like, will you cover the cost of travel or stuff like that? And remember to like who you're working with, like they have bigger budgets than you probably realize for this sort of stuff. Like don't coming back to my previous like episodes before this I've where I've said like your price should make you a little bit uncomfortable that's a sign it's like a goal like when you make a goal like the goal shouldn't sound super comfortable that's the same thing with your price like it should make you a little bit uncomfortable um and so like and and know that and know that like once again like you were talking to people who who could pay who can pay and um I think that that 
it, it is interesting. Um, I was also thinking I have about... a question, actually. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. I have a question about this because I've had this in two ways. Did, and I don't, we, we're not going to give, we can give fake numbers, but did they, did a company approach you and give you a budget? Like, hey, we were looking for this and we'd pay you this. Or did you have to go back and tell them? Because I've had it when a company's been like, hey, we'd love to partner with you, da, 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 and we'll pay you this much, da, 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 and then I could negotiate. Yeah. That was kind of what it so, was both times. So I've asked them like what they've rough what they've paid previous artists you know and obviously i'm going off of their you know i'm trusting them to give me like real numbers you know um and uh they'll tell me what it is and i'll usually you know if, I, if it's something that just sounds like too low for me i'll say like well i would charge this um, or this is what i have charged before especially as you do it more and more you're going to start to have a number in mind as you as you do it it becomes like more of a standard for you um and then the, that's why they might meet me in the middle or they are like, okay, yeah, yeah, sure. We'll do that. So that's why I like, if a company comes to you instead of them, asking, like, I, I find it more and it can happen. I like them to give me a number. Mm-hmm. Like, what would you, if they are like, Hey, we're looking for an artist. And I'd be like, what would you pay for this event mm-hmm. to get the number from them? And then I can then take that number and say like, and if that's not appropriate for me, because here's the thing, this rem- I'm gonna bring it back to real estate. Like you're bidding against yourself. Yeah. Like it's like give me your best, or if you're comfortable going for that that higher number, absolutely go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but not everyone's there yet. Not everyone's comfortable yet. So if you aren't comfortable um, with giving a high number that's out of your comfort zone, ask them what it is, yeah. and then you can then decide if that's something that you're take or negotiate up. I mean, if it's higher than you thought, beautiful. Um, which I tend to find sometimes, and I've had that before. Sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, what, what's, what, what do you pay? And they, they give it, I'm like, oh wow, done, done. sold, sold. Like yeah. I didn't even need to negotiate. Like I was like, yeah. done, that's perfect. That I, was you, how I felt and about I, the sax and event. I was like, yeah, yeah you'll appreciate sure. they value you. Yeah. They there do. are people that will value your time and value your skill set. Um, some people don't understand it and it's an education thing. So don't ever be offended, offended if someone comes in with a really low number you just have to educate them. Yeah. It's, and it's not, it's not, it's a, not a reflection of your work. It's not a reflection of your work. And it's certainly doesn't mean that you should go and lower because you know, you feel suddenly mm-hmm. self-conscious about it. It's like clearly other people have been willing to pay you that price. So like you actually be mm-hmm. doing them a disservice in yourself to suddenly lower. So yeah, I think well, it's then just, you're stuck at that price and then you're stuck. Yeah. It's easier. It's always easier to go down than it is to go up. You don't don't yeah. do a yo-yo thing. It's 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 bad. Um, and Can don't explain like explain that to your customers. This be on a whole other po- a whole other podcast episode about sales and like yo-yo I, pricing. Yeah, and like panic going doing panic sales. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, which I do all the time yeah. or have done. I'm st- I've stopped. I'm stopping. Hold me to it, guys. Um, no more sales for me. Or not only like I'm only gonna do them like I think like twice a year from now on. Um, so anywho. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's important to keep an open mind about the ways that you can make money as an artist and really take some time to critically analyze, you know, okay, am I just doing what the, everyone else is doing? Is there a way that I could, you know, reinvigorate this, like re, you know, kind of rethink the wheel a little bit and, um, reinvent the wheel meant to say like kind of reinvent the wheel a little bit in terms of 
how I'm marketing myself. And once again, also listing down like who's going to be able to pay you the most. And I think it's totally Mm -hmm. fair to go after those people um, or those entities. um, Because once again, too, like money is just giving you more opportunities to do more. So like if you get paid well, you can buy more canvases and paint more. You can quit your day job and have time to do more art. Like that is that it's not there's no shame in the game of doing that like you you need money in order to give more do more um and hire help whatever like this is about yeah. this is not about like being sleazy or slimy this is about making money that, that you know you're worth so that you can expand on your creativity and do cooler projects because we all need more of that in the world honestly yeah and even when it comes to like an education i know you've talked about workshops and i think you don't even have to do like People have kids. People want to keep kids busy. I mean, not to be like it's really easy, but like teaching children art can isn't for everybody. However, it is something that you can pile in five kids and charge them all. I mean, it's like a group fitness class. Like, yeah, each child gets a, it's a certain amount of money per each head. You could run a week camp if you wanted to. I'm sure there's some logistics that you'd have to sort out. But like, or do a virtual. I mean, nowadays, I think... It's harder virtual. I think people, well, I think parents don't want the responsibility of the child for like the hour. Um, But honestly, like you could even just like meet at a park and do a like a watercolor session. Like every kid grabs a leaf or a flower and then you paint it. Um, I mean, I was that kid that loved those things. I was, I did all the art camps during the summer. Oh my gosh. They weren't anything fancy. And let's like run a hypothetical right now. So let's say that you charge $50 a a kid, you know, to come, which by the way Mm -hmm. is like totally fair um, of a price, I think. Oh yeah, because you're for an hour. You're going to supply. Oh yeah. And maybe there's also like an upfront like supplies fee that they're going to have to pay as well for. So let's say you are running this this thing and it's $50 like a week or like a a class. So you're doing it once a week Mm -hmm. and you have 10 kids in the class. Okay. So there is $500 for an hour Mm -hmm. of your time. Say you have four classes a week that you're doing, you know, maybe like if you get bigger or maybe it starts with just one, but then you have two, that's a thousand dollars a week right there, guys. There you go. You get 20 kids and you're making a thousand dollars a week, um, in your (laughs) weekly class. So there you can make, a lot of people could quit their day jobs doing that, you know, or go to schools. It's, it's a lot easier than you think to make money. I think people think it's so hard and it's not. (laughs) Yeah. And there's mommy groups like on face. I'm going to bring it back to Facebook, but it's the networking thing. Yeah. Like there are mommy groups. Like, I mean, it's going to be weird if you're like walking around like the playground, like handing yeah. out your business card <laughs> to five-year-olds, but you can, um, I mean, you could, you could ask like a school to put up a flyer of like summer program or something along yeah. those lines. I don't know if schools will allow it, but it's worth a shot, but going to those Facebook groups where there's mommies and or find next, a friend or neighbor.com be a mom and know. be like, Hey, yeah. There's and just say, so like, many. hey, look, like, I'm going to be running a day camp. Care.com. Every hour or whatever. Yeah. And people, trust me, people want to do it. If you like kids and you already, like, and you already are maybe somebody who's been a babysitter. Like, I know I was a nanny for a while. Like, I know a bunch of families now because of being a nanny. So, like, once again, like, I assume, if you're wanting to work with kids, I assume you like kids. Maybe you're, you've already done babysitting like approach those people first and say you know i'm gonna be doing this thing i'm sure that they would say yes i'm sure so um a few like business models for this just from what i've learned and for a marketing kind of lens on it 
you could do there's one or two ways one you could charge the like I would, I always recommend building everything into your fee. Like, don't say an additional, because then people get like weird. They're like, I have to pay that too. Like, yeah, that's not yeah. that's not included. Just put it all in there. Put so let's say it's fifty dollars. Uh, supplies are included. Another option is um, totally up to you. Let's say it's watercolor. I've gone to calligraphy classes where I actually got to take home. So it wasn't like it was just included during the day during the class. I, I it my the cost of the class included my own pen and ink to right. then take home. Right. So if you want to do like, let's say a kid's class, like each kid gets, and guys, like kids, the quality of paint is not what, it's not going to be breaking the bank. No. Um, buy a set of watercolor, buy a bunch of, you know, buy it in bulk if you can. Buy bulk, Save yeah. a coupon from the place. Uh, and then each kid gets their own and they can take it home. Sometimes mm-hmm. that's really a nice marketing tactic because not only is the child going to be able to take home this piece mm-hmm. with him, the what they create, but they also have the tools to then go create it again. So you're not going to send them home with paper, right. but you can like supply the paper for the class and the, the paint or whatever, but think about like what you, and be smart about what you choose to create and what materials you need. Because you can also just include it. They use it and you just pack it up in your box and the next week open it back up. Like Kids can use the same watercolor palette right. that other kids have used. Mm-hmm. Um, and used paintbrushes are perfectly normal and fine. So just keep in mind that. But I think that's not even kids' classes. That's adult too. Oh, Anything yeah. with adult classes. Oh, yeah. I, th- I think... So I have an idea actually that I have something I might do. So, okay. So I'll just... I'll use this like... Hopefully... I don't even care if you steal this idea. But anyone <laughs> listening steals this idea. But, you know, I, I know that I'm going to be doing a ton of ornaments this year. I already have like a lot of orders mm-hmm. already with for ornaments and so I was thinking a fun way to make some more money with ornament stuff was if I was going to do a it probably would be virtual just so I could get more people included but do like a an adult like virtual like ornament class where we do kind mm-hmm. of like I don't know like we can make like funny ornaments you know how everyone like likes those like funny ones too and I could give some sort of like like I think last year was like everyone did like toilet paper, you know, or- ornaments. Oh, I was like, or like, <laughs> like you know, or, sure. and everyone did like you know, like survive twenty twenty or like I don't know. I was thinking I would run a class where we would make something kind of fun, a little bit of like a gag gift, kind of yeah. like a white elephant like yeah. ornament event where it'd be like, and we're also gonna have like a cocktail we're gonna make at the beginning because I like I like to make cocktails and it would it'd be like a fun thing around the holidays to do as like an event, and like once again I'm sure. Obviously, maybe I'd have to like inc- like send people like some supplies, but I don't know what that might cost yet. It's just a thought. You can but, make like, a list. It's just a thought, and it's something I've been thinking about. It's like there, you can once again going back to think of what you're already doing, and think of like five other ways you could make money doing the same thing you're already doing. People love just going off of your idea. People love parties, yeah. like little parties, girls' nights, girls, whatever. I know. Think about all the places people go to paint Pino and paint, or mm. Pino and Picasso. You know, yeah. you paint and drink. Um, I would say what another like spin on that is if you find in like November someone's having a holiday party. One, I've had this. I've seen this before. One, a family's having a holiday party and wants an activity for the children mm-hmm. you could then host the art space yeah. so then parents can be doing stuff and kids can be making ornaments and or an adult version mold wine while you learn how to marble um ornaments so you can create something so it's like a ladies night and you're just there coming in as i mean people hire in baristas yeah 
bartenders. Wait, bartenders. Bartenders. (laughs) That too. Bartenders. (laughs) Yeah, I drink coffee. Can you tell I'm not a drinker? Um, (laughs) Bartenders. People bring in those people to just like serve them. I mean, caterers, all that stuff. Like, why not? I mean, people like things in their home, especially now more than ever. Think of it this way, guys. Okay, another thing. You might be hearing all this and be like, well, I would never pay for that or "I, I would never... I would. Just because you wouldn't pay for that doesn't mean there isn't somebody else out there. And if there's one thing I've learned through like being in like kind of a, not kind of being in a sales like place Mm -hmm. or being, and Mm -hmm. and also like, I feel like so much, so much, so often people buy paintings that I've painted that I'm like, really? That's not even the best one. Like you like that one. (laughs) Everyone has different tastes. Everyone has different interests. And just because this might be something that you maybe wouldn't sign up for yourself, like doesn't mean you still Mm -hmm. couldn't host it, you know, and make money doing it. Um, So I think, yeah, there are so many ways to do it. And so, yeah, kind of to bring this back full circle as like an exercise, like after you finish listening listening to this episode later today, tomorrow, whatever, make a list of you know what you're already things you're already doing okay like maybe there's like five things you're already doing and be as specific as you can and then branching off from those list five ways you could make money doing that same exact thing obviously in like slightly different ways um and then also make a separate list of some some uh target audiences that you could reach out to that are you know the listing from like people who have money you know like where you know the money's yeah, at yeah. um and i don't know to see how many you can list um and then get specific like okay like what businesses like who do you know um and just start like really brainstorming for yourself because i think i hope this episode has been if anything like uplifting and encouraging of like oh my god it's possible because it, it can be really done yeah. is possible it is so much easier than you think to do it and i'm going to throw a curveball in here um i'm gonna make this a challenge gesso girls we're gonna come up with one list and an idea ourselves if we execute it or not that's one thing um and we'll share it on next week's episode and so i hope that you all come prepared share it with us via um instagram we'll go instagram live maybe we'll do an instagram live and we'll record it and we'll talk through kind of what our idea is and what we're gonna do we want to hear all of it from all of you uh hold ourselves accountable and figure out what is a project that you can do that's not necessarily what you've are, what you've been doing um, to make money? And we can compare notes and see what's working. Uh, but yeah, we will get uh, a post up there so we can plan out accordingly when we can go live with that. Because it'd be great to hear all of you and what your yeah. ideas are. Um, I mean, this might turn into like a five day, a five day challenge type thing where maybe we, we go live and then we, you know, get your ideas and we challenge you guys to, like I said at the beginning of this episode, like send one scary email a day to pitch yourself, like something like that. Um, obviously this is we're still brainstorming this hopefully by the time we release this episode we'll have a concrete plan and i'll come back in here and put it in there um but i think we should definitely make a challenge around this because i think it would be it'd be cool to yeah, see I think you it's guys a great idea with. yeah awesome. i think that's just like so you we're gonna come up with stuff that you wouldn't think of and you're gonna come up with stuff that we wouldn't think, we wouldn't of, think so. of exactly Awesome. Well, we hope this was helpful for you guys. We hope that you enjoyed it and let us know, like you said, like we said, your ideas. Um, you can DM us at Jesso Girls on Instagram. Be sure to follow us there and be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And as always, thank you guys so much for listening and be sure to tune in to next week.